0: Alright everybody, here we go. So, guess what we're doing tonight. I mean, for you, those of you who were here last week, you guys know what we're doing tonight. Um, we're doing an overview of Galatians. Um, you could say we're doing a highlight video of Galatians. You could say we're doing a best of Galatians, in my eyes. Um, so basically I got the pleasure of pretty much choosing my favorite portions of Galatians from this study we've been going through. So, how many of you guys have enjoyed Galatians thus far? It's pretty nice, like, going through it and having it explained to you, right? Where it's not, like, totally about... Like, you get nuggets through the midst of all of it, but you really get to understand what Paul's saying in the letter to Galatia, right? You guys feel me with that? You guys been enjoying it this far? Um, Maybe uh, I could get some examples from you guys. What are some of your favorite aspects uh, of this study through Galatians so far? They might as well just cut themselves off. <laughs> might as well cut themselves off. First yeah. 12 of four. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? Anything stand out thus far through the study of Galatians? People die. People die. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody dies at some point, I guess. Um, but yeah. So, I, honestly, I went through... Galatians, I read through it a few times and highlighted throughout the study. I've been highlighted in my favorite portions, my favorite points, and everything, and my favorite just principles and all that. And so that's what we're going to do tonight. And the title of tonight's message is um, Jesus plus nothing seriously equals everything (laughs) so the whole series has been jesus plus nothing equals everything so i thought man as we're closing this out let's just emphasize why we've been reading this the whole time what the kind of plot to all this is is jesus plus nothing seriously it equals everything Um, if you have jesus you have everything you need um everyone looks to and fro looks at different places for the things they need for this everything and uh as soon as you meet christ you find out man have it all in Jesus. And so um, we're going to be doing that. And then um, a little tagline with this title, guys, is to to really cherish this equation that Matt's given us these last few weeks, to cherish it and to love it. Um, In Corinthians chapter 13, um, is anybody still out of breath from that dodgeball? yeah i'm still i'm up here like trying to catch my breath still um but anyways um in chapter 13 uh corinthians it talks about love you know it's explaining the holy spirit talking about love and all this stuff and um when i look at this equation i've really fallen in love with this equation and in chapter 13 in first corinthians it talks about how um, love cherishes love protects love hopes in all things And when I see this equation, the more I start to love this equation in that way. I start to really cherish this equation. I start to protect this equation. When someone comes in and tries to take this equation away from me, or take parts of the equation away from it, or add to it, I'm like getting real protective. See, I love my wife, and if anything starts to happen, whether it's someone talking about her in a way, or... In any way, whether she's about to do something, I want to protect her um, in all ways that I can. And I start to have this same love, not the exact same, of course, but this love for this equation that Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Uh, it's become part of who I am. Um, can y'all relate to me with that? That the simple, this simplified, I was going to say simply or simple and simplified, but I said simpler, Anyways, simplified gospel um, is all this really is. It's, it's amazing. We don't need to add to it or take away from it. So as we're going through it, um, I'm going to hit different points and different subjects, and then we're just going to finish strong with closing this out. Amen. All right. All right. So we're going to start in chapter two, verses 20 and 21. So we're going to be zooming through the whole chapter in different portions. So get your fingers ready to flip the pages. But um, chapter two, verses 20 and 21 says this. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, When I read this verse, guys, and then let's read the next verse, sorry, 21. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. See, this is Paul making this statement. And when I hear him make this statement, this sounds like somebody who truly understands The equation, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. They figured out that, man, I died to my old self. Now I'm alive in Christ because of this, Jesus plus nothing. Because I have Jesus, I have everything. My life that I live is only in Jesus. Everything that I am and that there's nothing I can add to it. I can't add the law to it. I can't add works to it. I have Jesus. And uh, that's plain and simple. And that's the life that I live. These verses is someone who truly understands Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And so we're going to move on to uh, chapter 3, verse 26. And um, flip there if you guys want with me. And it says this. um, For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God. Sons and daughters of God. You guys, like I've been really wrapping my mind around this for the last few months. But you guys, we're truly sons and daughters of God. Like we kind of kind of gloss over that sometimes and these last few months I've been really thinking about it but we're truly sons and daughters of God and when I think of Jesus plus nothing equals everything part of that everything to me is that I'm a son of God mm. what more could I ask for because of Jesus I'm truly a son of God um, yeah if if you guys get anything from tonight um, classic line um start thinking about like i'm a son of god i'm a daughter of god thank you jesus that i'm a son of god and really think about it and understand what that means and pray on it and just bathe in that i am a son slash i'm a daughter of god that is amazing so uh, verses four one through seven says this I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave, though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by the father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, you guys remember the fullness of time? Remember when we talked about that, how the stage was set for Jesus to come back, the culture Um, The roads, the traveling, the language, um, Judaism. um, It was all set for Jesus to come, the fullness of time. Uh, Moving on. God sent forth his son, um, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave just listen to this part and cherish this in your heart, you guys. You are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. If, if a son, then an heir through God. Um, you guys, we are sons and daughters of the living God. Um, I could just talk about that all night. We're sons and daughters of the living God. And what does that entail? We entail that entails we receive all the blessings that Jesus receives. When God sees us, he sees Jesus. Um, It's just, it's amazing. Um, And now, verses 4, 8 through 11, is we have this amazing thing that we've become sons and daughters. We've been set free. We're not under the law anymore that Galatians really going through. is that we're not under the law. It's not by works. It's not by checking the box. It's none of that. It's Jesus came. You know, the simple equation. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Um, He came, and now... Um, your sons and daughters. And now verses er, chapter 4, verses 8 through 11, um, it says this. For when you did not know God, you were enslaved to those that by nature um, are not gods. But now that you have come to know God, or rather be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves... You want to be once more. Um, You observe days and months and seasons and years. I'm afraid I may have labored over you in vain. You guys, we have this amazing promise. And um, something was going on with the Galatians where they were being tricked back to go to the old ways. Uh, People were leaving the faith and going back to things they used to do and everything. Um, Everyone in this room, we have this amazing equation. Um, We have this amazing salvation that we've received through Jesus. And now, Paul's taking a moment here to just um, recognize that some people are turning away. And uh, something I just wanted to say tonight and make sure everybody knows, um, for you youth that are in here, um, all the youth group leaders that are in here, um, we all care about you, and we love you. And uh, we want to see all you guys grow up uh, into the man and woman of God that he created you guys to be. And so when, um, Paul's saying this to the church of Galatia, he's saying this because he loves them. And, you know, you go on, uh, the verses down and he just really digs in like, man, we had this, we had this bond. Um, all you young men and women, we all have a bond in here. And, uh, someday, you know, Lord forbid that you might start getting led astray by some wolves that come in and start sowing negative seed in your life or whatever, trying to, um, But we need to have each other to spur us on and to not get led astray in different ways. And um, I know that's the heart of Pastor Matt and uh, every youth group leader in here. Um, And that's not in here, is that um, we want to see you guys finish the race and finish the race strong. And that's why we're here. We're not here to just, you know, preach to you week after week and, um, and just, you know, study the word of God. It's. We, we want to have relationship with you guys. We want to have friendship. And just like for you guys to understand that living with Christ, um, we're called the body of Christ. We're the family of God. We're all sons and daughters in this together. We're brother and sister. And, um, and yeah, just know that you guys are cared for and loved. And in uh, this group... This group is awesome. And so um, it's been really cool seeing many of you guys faithfully come in week after week. And uh, you just see that the Lord's blessing it. So um, let's keep this up and keep spurring each other on. Amen? Amen. You guys feel that? All right. And then uh, chapter 5, verse 11, or verse 1, sorry, says this. Um, now, because we have this amazing promise, and Paul has this concern, he says this. He says he, he recognizes the freedom we have in Christ. Um, He says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Um, What he's saying here, guys, is don't go back to the old ways. Um, Many of you guys here um, have a past where you guys were dabbling in certain things or thinking certain ways or um, treating people different ways and all this stuff. And you gave that up. And now he's saying, and I'm saying, is you don't want to go back to that. You've been set free. Um, why go back to being a slave to those things? The way I look at it when I was studying through this and really praying on this is that like, when you get rid of those things, it's not that they're just things that you're getting rid of. Mm-hmm. They are, the way I compared it, and this might sound a little gross to some people, but it is what it is. It's like vomit coming out of you. You know, um, you don't want to go back and start eating the vomit you just threw up. That's nasty, right? That's real nasty. I might have crossed some lines in here. But not, not really, but, but um, you guys see what I'm saying is you guys gave that nasty stuff up. That sin, those ways of thinking, being rude, being selfish, you know, gratifying the desires of the flesh. You guys gave that up. And now leave it there. Not, not only just leave it there, but just walk away from it. Um, some people get really caught up. And I know at one point I'd got caught up in this, is I threw it up, per se, um, and I stood there at a distance and kind of like looked at it. And even though it was already out of me, because of God, He, you know, it says, You are a new creation in Christ. I'm no longer who I used to be. Um, I feel like this is just a way to kind of look at it. Um, I'd stand there and look at it and kind of fearful that I'd go back. Or, there'd be something that'd be trying to draw me back to it. And I gave so much attention to just looking at it and recognizing it that I forgot that I was supposed to just turn around and just thank God and the freedom that I'm set free. You know what I mean? It's, you don't need to, Matt taught me this one time and he he told me about this is, look, you don't need to keep thinking about the thing that's kind of holding you in bondage. You don't need to Like, keep recognizing it. The more you recognize it, the more you're going to keep thinking about it and going back to it. Why don't instead of just um, keeping it with us and a part of who you are and thinking about it, is recognize it for what it truly is. It's just vomit sitting in the corner, and we're already miles down the road walking away from it. Amen? You guys understand that? And um, if ever you guys find yourselves kind of walking back to it, um, just remember um, all you're doing is going back into a yoke of slavery. And, um, and we don't want that. Nobody wants that. And when you get a taste of freedom, you never want to go right. back. And so keep on walking. Um, and now, um, I got to teach on this not too long ago. And it's in chapter 5, verses like 16 through 23. And it's just talking about the works of the flesh and then the, the, the spiritual man. The old man versus the new man. Your old self versus your new self. And um, I'll read that real quick to you guys. And, uh, and really listen in on this part. Um, it says, but I say walk by the Spirit. Now this is us now, walking by the Spirit. We've threw up our old ways. We're done with that. We're walking away from it. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And now right here, it identifies the works of the flesh. Um, Now, the works of the flesh are evident. evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, etc., etc., etc. And then we get to verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. And against such things there is no law. Against such things is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And now, let's recognize this real quick. And those who belong to Christ. Do you guys belong to Christ? Yeah? Yeah, so do I. And it's amazing. And now we, who, have been cruci- or who, have, who belong to Christ, have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. You guys, that's no longer a part of who we are. That's no longer a part of who we are. When you guys start thinking... Um, a certain way or feeling these desires so-called of the flesh and passions of the flesh and everything, um, recognize that it's not within you trying to get you what you, you know, those passions and everything, but it's coming from the outside in, you know? Does that make sense? It's not who you are. It's not who you are. That's just your old self trying to come back in mm. and, uh, and see it for what it is. What's up? Uh, and when he's saying he's listening to the Mm-hmm. so all of them are together yeah. he's not saying this is what you need to do he mm-hmm. says you will do these things yep. because of who you are exactly who you are so this should be coming out of you exactly That's, it's exactly who we are it's It's simple It's not. it's not striving for anything it's simply I've given my life to Jesus and I'm just walking in freedom and because I'm walking in freedom the fruit of the spirit will show itself It's simply who it is. You're a new creation in Christ. Um, and now with this battle going on, um, the outside trying to make its way back in. Um, we need to make mention of this part. in, ver- in chapter six, verse um, seven, it says this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows that he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. I'm going to read that one more time. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. So there's a war going on between the outside trying to come in and the inside, the spiritual man trying to push that stuff out, and now Everything that you do is either feeding your spirit or your flesh. Does that make sense, guys? Can we all recognize that? Um, In reality, um, the music I listen to is going to influence either the flesh or the spirit. I remember before I gave my life to Christ, I loved listening to um, people like Kid Cudi and stuff like that. And and, uh, every once in a while, I'll still listen to that. But I will never listen to anything that has just um, fleshly talk in it. Um, Because that is literally influencing and helping my flesh come back into me you cannot be receiving those things um i remember thinking to myself like oh man all these um christians are crazy like what the heck does music have to do with anything they're all nitpicky and all this stuff like man why do i gotta stay away from that and um The more I get to know Jesus and understand who I am in Christ and who I'm not in Christ, the more I start to recognize that, man, I don't even want those things because I recognize it for what it is trying to get me off of my groove, trying to get me to walk the wide road and do those things and gratify the desires of the flesh. But that's not who I am anymore. So I'm not even going to give those things the time of day. Um, I never once, a few years ago, would think that every day, every time I'm in the car, I'll be either listening to a sermon or jamming out to some sick Christian music. You know, when I was was younger, I'd always be like, Mom, this sucks, man, let's turn some good music on, let's turn on some Z100. (laughs) Like, with all the so-called cool kids are listening to yeah. and all this stuff but now I'm like man I don't even want that stuff I just want to praise the Lord when I'm in the car all day every day like this Christian music's pretty awesome now <laughs> because I understand what it's doing to me and what I'm saying to the Lord while I'm even singing it yeah. um, you guys and that's just the music aspect there's everything in your life that man what are you sowing those seeds into every day in your life what are you sowing into your life towards the flesh or the spirit um, and now um, the gist of um, all this book that uh, one of the main things that I really got from it uh, and this is kind of just concluding everything guys is that we, um, we have this equation Jesus plus nothing equals everything um, or we could also just call it Jesus equals everything um, guys there's going to be people in our lives, and our future, that's going to try and take that equation away from us. I said it earlier, people that are going to try and add to or take away from the equation. Um, And you guys will get that from um, people that live kind of a secular lifestyle. They'll try and just take away Jesus out of the equation and say, hey, look, all this other stuff equals everything. But uh, the more you get to know Jesus is that. No, Jesus equals everything. You guys gotta, we gotta be grounded. And then there's gonna be people that gonna be people. You guys might have friends already, um, family members, whatever it is. I know plenty of people that try and uh, push this onto me and add to the equation that I gotta do other things, that I must do this, I need to act this way, I need to refrain from doing certain things, I need to, um, I need to add on to it. I gotta earn my way to Jesus, and um, and I'll be one of the many to tell you that that's not how it is. Right. That is not how it is. Is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And so we cannot let that happen. And we need to learn from this letter to the Galatians. And um, when I was studying through this, I was like thinking to myself, he's talking about all these things. And most of you guys sitting here right now, you probably knew most of this stuff. And it's, you're just kind of hearing it again, which is awesome. And it's just becoming part of who you are. But the fact that, Paul had to write to these people in Galatia it shows that some of them didn't truly understand these things and so I was putting myself in their shoes in sort of a position where I felt like where I imagine I don't know any of this and then I was reading through this a few times pretending like I didn't even know any of this stuff and then I read through it and I'm like thinking to myself how I would be thinking if I didn't know any of this and I'm like what? I don't have to be circumcised. I don't have to, like, yeah. go through the law. There's nothing I have to do. You give me all these examples, Paul. This is sick. Like, are you serious and all this stuff? And he's going through all these things and pointing all these things out. And, um, and now that you've heard it right now, um, and you might have heard it before, now think of these people, when they heard it for the first time, I guarantee you, they were just rejoicing like crazy in the Spirit, in Jesus' name, all this stuff. And now... I guarantee that they probably changed a lot of things that they did. And so something to ask yourselves after going through um, Paul's letter to the Galatians is, even though you've heard it, is there still changes that you can make in your life to line up with Scripture? Is there still changes in your life where you can sow seeds in a different area? Is there still changes in your life where you can forsake the law and all this stuff because um the word of god says man if you're living by the law it nullifies the grace of god we don't want to live there um is there areas where you're still feeling like you're strapped down by the law um we want to get set free and um and so really think about that on what it means to you and now to finish up kind of this overview and these highlights i hope you guys have been um taking some notes and just some you know just some nuggets to take home and um all these nuggets um, pray on them, yeah. pray on them, uh, that's where you're going to hear the Lord speaking big time me and Matt preaching up here, we'll kind of outline it for you guys um, you'll, you'll get some awesome pieces, Holy Spirit's going to talk to you through us and in your hearts as we're talking and all this um, but a lot of growth is going to happen as you pray yeah. through these things that's right. um, every book that we go through every chapter that we go through, you guys should be spending in your closet um, your secret place, just asking the Lord, Lord Show me what this means. Show me what it means to be a son of God, a daughter of God. You know, Lord, I want to know what it truly feels like. God, I want to know that I'm, I've i been adopted. I've been grafted into the vine. All these things. And now the equation Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Um, I kind of defined it a little bit more, what everything means. And I wrote out a few things. Um, it's... I'm going to take out the plus nothing. I'm just going to say Jesus equals. Does that make sense? Um, Jesus equals everything. I wrote, Jesus equals my identity. Um, I'm a son in Jesus. That's part of my everything. Jesus equals my freedom. Freedom from sin and slavery. That's part of my everything that I've received in Jesus. Um, that's part of my equation. Jesus equals my satisfaction. He fulfills the desires of my heart. He truly fulfills the desires and passions in my heart. And Jesus equals my value. Um, I'm worth dying for in his eyes. Every single person he had on his mind when he was dying on the cross for you guys. Jesus equals my motivation. My motivation for living comes from everything. Jesus plus nothing equals my motivation. And that motivation is to share his love with everyone that I know. If I'm not doing that, um, I got part of the equation messed up um, because that is part of the, everything you receive for Jesus is the motivation for living. Um, now, um, this is something that uh, I think is truly blessed, and some of you guys to kind of think on. Uh, two last things is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Um, maybe when you guys get home tonight, this is like a little exercise or whatever that you guys should do in your closet time with the Lord. Um, but start to write out in your own little notebook or something, Jesus plus nothing equals blank for you, for you guys personally. Um, what is that everything for you that Jesus is? And really seek it out because I think things are a lot clearer and a lot, it kind of makes it fun too. Cause um, for me to just say, yes, Jesus is my everything. Um, that's amazing. And that's great. But to say, Jesus is my identity. Jesus is my freedom. And why is he my freedom? Because he freed me from sin and slavery. Um, All these different things. So really just figure out what that full equation is for you guys personally. Um, And that's pretty fun to do. And now this last thing. um, We went over this verse right off the bat. um, Chapter 2 verses 20 and 21. And it talked about um, just Paul. How I felt like he really recognized who he was and understood his salvation in Jesus. And now, um, one day, hopefully soon, aka we get raptured soon, um, maybe later when we're old, uh, whatever. Um, but we're going to stand before the father, um, in the victory seat. And, uh, I just imagine we're going to be there with Jesus, right? And, uh, I've heard it said a few times, um, that what are you going to say to the father when you go to heaven? When he asks, why should I let you in? And uh, I've heard it said once that someone says, um, because I put my faith in Jesus, which is a great answer. But I think I heard um, possibly from Matt, maybe from someone else, but that the better answer is that um, Jesus will be speaking for you. Jesus will be speaking for you. And now verses, uh, chapter two, verses 20 through 21, read with me real quick. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. Now I imagine, when we get to heaven, Jesus saying this before the Father when I'm standing there. says this, um, basically going off those verses, that Jesus says this for me. He says, this one... Dan was crucified with me. It was no longer him who lived, but him who, but I who lived in him. In the life that Dan lived while in the flesh, he lived by faith in me. He didn't nullify my grace by trying to save himself. He had faith and walked in the purpose in which I died for. Um, think on that. Put your name in there. Um, I'll use Allison for an example. Um, Allison, Jesus is saying this about you, Allison. When you stand before the Father, and I pray that all of us, will be able to say, man, this is how I live. But um, Allison, Jesus saying, Allison was crucified with me. It was no longer who, who li- her who lived, but um, I who lived in her. And the life that Allison lived while in the flesh, she lived by faith in me. And she did not nullify my grace by trying to save herself. But Allison had faith and walked in the purpose in which I died for her. You guys feel me on that? Um, put your name in that and think about it. Am I living by faith? Am I living in the purpose in which God died for me? Um, To be in freedom, to be in joy, to walk in the fruit of the Spirit, and to not be in slavery. Um, Guys, understand who we are in Christ. Understand that there's going to be people that are going to try and take that away from you. Be grounded in the Word of God. and, um, And know that you are no longer a slave to sin or any of those things, but you're a child of God. And it's a simple gospel and a beautiful gospel that we need to be sharing with everybody. amen amen Amen. all right let me pray for us real quick um thank you jesus for tonight thank you for the family up in here um lord i thank you for the friendships being built up um godly friendships lord i pray that we spur each other on and to be um men and women of god to bring you glory lord um just bless this youth group bountifully lord um bring more people in to youth group and uh for the people that are here right now, Lord, just bless them and reveal to them who you are and who they are in you and further their relationship with you. So, Lord, um, just have your will be done and bless us this week as we go into a starting a new week. And uh, let us bring glory to your name. So we pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Let's go over there, you guys.